On this week's episode, Drew and I touch on a lot of topics. Some of our conversation revolves around our faith, and we specifically talk about purity culture. We don't dive deep into this conversation, but I wanted you to know that we plan on having more conversations about these things in the months to come. We also talk about depression, so if any of these topics are triggering for you and listening to this episode would cause more harm than good, please do whatever is best for your mental health. Also, if you ever need a safe place to reach out to, the crisis text line is there 24-7 for personal use. You can text the word HOME to 741-741 to connect with a crisis counselor. You're listening to The Wonder Podcast, brought to you by Be The Change Youth Initiative, where we believe everyone should be seen, heard, and loved. We're committed to educating, equipping, and empowering youth to use their lives in advocacy for others. The Wonder Podcast was created to be a space where we truly see and hear one another. Because when we listen to people's stories, empathy is cultivated. So we'd like to invite you along with us as we listen and learn from others. This is The Wonder Podcast. Hey everyone, I am so excited to introduce you all to our guest today. Drew Brown is an incredibly talented human being. He's not only an amazing singer-songwriter and producer, but he's also a social justice, anti-racism, and mental health advocate. I met him in 2018, but we got to meet the rest of his family on the road in 2019. He's become a dear friend and someone I look up to when it comes to the mental health and social justice conversation. I'm thankful for his guidance and leadership, his willingness to step into the discomfort and pursue advocacy. And I know I say I'm thankful for all of our guests on this podcast, but he is someone I've genuinely come to respect and love over the last couple of years. He's also the first person I've recorded a podcast episode with that we met while living in the RV. So thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited about this conversation. Same here. Thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so excited. Um, so before we actually dive into the conversation, I always ask three icebreaker questions. Okay. The first one, who's your go-to artist to listen to right now? Right now, it's uh, Phoebe Bridgers because uh, I'm, I, I love sad music. It's kind of like my, my jam. Yes. And, and so she's always been my sad queen for the last few years. So I just I listen to her and I get all my feelings out and I feel much better. Yes, she is absolutely amazing. She's probably one of my favorite songwriters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, second question. If you could work with one artist, who could it be? Like, <laughs> anyone. <laughs> that's my a first... funny question. No, that's fine. I was going to say the same answer, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll change it up. I think it would be, um, it would be Radiohead, because I think mm. they – um they're like a little bit of a chameleon like they've done the the full-on brit rock thing they've done like the the arena rock they've done like the indie thing they've done electronica they've and so that fascinates me to be able to sort of like and they're so jazzy and ah, that's a terrible word to use but it, it, they feel it feels like a jazz band like everything is so out there and different and intricate and and specific and every note matters and that's rare to find these days. And so I, it'd be fun to collaborate and work with those guys. Oh my gosh. Yes, I know. They're definitely on my list too. I mean, I'm thankful that my parents, like, we grew up on that music. Oh. It was Radiohead, U2, Coldplay. Like, that's yes. pretty much what we listen to all the time. So Radiohead is definitely up there for inspiration for sure. That's so good. So yes. good. Yes. 
Okay, and this is probably one of the most important questions, but Marvel or DC? I'm a Marvel guy. Well, okay. So when it comes to movies, I'm Marvel. Because yes. they, they, they did the movies right. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But when I think about actually picking up a comic book, like Batman is kind of like my jam. Mm-hmm. He, again, like I'm a sad boy. So like I, I kind of get the, uh, the constant angst. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes. like he he needs therapy in a in a big way, but okay. it's just like, but I get I get the kind of like the brooding like, Ugh! and so I'm like, yeah, man, I feel that. So DC for comics, but Marvel for for TV and for movies. Oh yes, all day. All Absolutely day. yes, yeah. and WandaVision. I mean, come that on, was so good. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah. At first, I didn't think it was gonna be that good, and I was very scared. But I'm very excited for Phase Four. I'm ready. Yes. I am pumped. And yes. like this Friday. Yes. Like, uh, oh my gosh! So excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait. Um. So, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. I am really excited about this conversation, and I love you so much. Have so love much respect too. for you. Likewise. Um, so, the first question that I wanted to ask. You were the first person to ever interview me for a podcast. And so I wanted to, first of all, return the favor. Um, I truly love your heart for others, especially when it comes to advocacy. And, and you've been a constant encouragement in my own journey of advocacy. And so a few years ago, when our family started to really educate ourselves on racial reconciliation, we were asked whose voices we were listening to, um, who were the leaders, people in our lives who shaped our views and perspectives of life, and specifically people of color. But the harsh reality was the overwhelming majority of those voices were white. And in the months to come, we're going to be talking more about racial reconciliation and racism, but I can't have you on the podcast now and not, at the very least, have you talk about the importance of creating a diverse table so both in life Mm. and cultivating our individual worldviews so would you mind sharing with those listening why this is important and maybe give a few ideas on how they can widen their own circles wow 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 okay um so why it's important um it's very very easy to to kind of be stuck in a bubble you know where all the voices and all the opinions around you are the same or at least similar and that feels good. It feels good to kind of be seen and known by people who kind of get you. It feels good to kind of know you can say an opinion and people are like, yeah, that's right, bro. That's right, sis. I got you. That, that's a good feeling. I get it. Trust me. Um, but what happens is that you only see one small, like, like portion of the picture. You, you don't actually get to see and hear from all these amazing people who have incredible stories and opinions that can actually create a bigger and wider vision of what the world can be and what the world is right now and how it should change. Um, and so, okay, uh, let me tell you a story, a quick story. Um, I was uh, I, uh, I was at the schoolyard, you know, picking up my kids, and I remember I, uh, I was in a place where I was just like, um, not lonely is not the right word, but I was definitely like hungry for community. I didn't have community. And so, um, uh, and so I was like, you know, seeing a lot of dads and moms, you know, pick up their kids. I could, I'm like looking at the dads specifically, I'm like, wow, I can see there's a heaviness on them. They're kind of like, not everybody, but a lot of dads are kind of like hunched over, kind of just like, 
what a day at work, or just they just look tired, they look stressed, they look like they're carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get that, dude. I feel that. Um, and so I started like asking the dads, hey, um, I think we should get a bunch of dads together and just grab a pint or grab some chicken wings or whatever and just hang out at the local pub. And I expected, and these were strangers, these weren't friends. And I expected most of the answers to be like, first of all, who are you? And also, no. <laughs> Everybody said yes. Every single person I asked said yes. I'm like, okay. So we all got, I mean, it was like 30 of us that at this or at this pub, all sitting around this super long table, and we're hanging out, and and it was all different people, different um, race and religions and backgrounds, and mm -hmm. um, and the conversations that were had were so beautiful, and the way they met each other in their loss or in their grief in their time of need over the next few months were amazing. And these were people that they would normally hang out. Um, you know, like there was a few people who did not eat or drink because it's against their religion. But they had a good time laughing at the dude at the table who was getting drunk. <laughs> and laughing at him. See that? That's why we don't do that, fool! You know, like... Um, and, and so it was amazing to see people who wouldn't hang out because of cultural barriers or even language barriers, mm. just kind of be together, talk about stuff, totally disagree for sure, yeah. but to do so in a way, it's kind of like, that's cool. I don't agree, but let's continue this conversation. Mm. That's what we need more of. We need to find a way to kind of bring more voices around the table because it just makes it a better table. It makes it a stronger one. It makes it everything taste better. Everything just it sounds better. It just the when you have voices that can actually connect, listen to you what you have to say, but they can kind of bridge. They can kind of cross the bridge of difference and say like, yeah, we don't agree, but at least we can meet here and talk about it. Mm -hmm. That for me is beautiful, and I think we need more of that in all the spaces, whether it's politics or church or whatever. We need that. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. How to do that in your own context? Good question. I think it depends on kind of where everybody's at. The simplest way to go, the simplest way to go is social media. Like who are the major voices who are, okay, and let me say this, in no way am I saying, hey, if you're, um, if you are a you know, person of color that you should follow like, you know, neo-Nazi voices. Let me just make that clear. Okay, like I'm not saying it has to be that diverse. Mm, right. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I just want to say it. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I think, I think um, if we, there's a way for us to understand the other side of the coin. So, you know, if you are Democrat, you know, okay, check out Republican. For us, it's, um, yeah, in here, up here in Canada, it's um, liberal and conservative, okay, and, and new Democrats. So then, you know, try and follow a few people, especially the people who make sense, not to you, but kind of like they're speaking a language you would understand, at least. Um, there's uh, people who uh, do incredible work. Um, I don't know, how, how risque can we get on this podcast? Whatever. Like, okay. Yes, do whatever. Okay. So, like, as a dude who grew up in purity culture, um, so um, those of you who don't know what that is, that was a terrible part of evangelical Christianity in which they um, kind of 
squeezed <laughs> the joy out of anything sexual, um, probably because of their own fear of what was inside of them. But they um, made uh, kids and teens kind of live up to certain expectations, both men and women. And they're horrible and, and really destructive into like people's sexual health and their mindset and their heart. And it was a horrible, horrible situation. Um, so for me coming, learning to how to come out of that, I had to follow like <laughs> people who were doing sexual education. And I don't mean like body parts, but in terms of like how to be a more of a sexual being. Mm. Um, that was, those aren't voices that I would normally listen to. But I was like, I, I need to get out of this, 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 this framework. I need to sort of hear more voices and yeah. get out of this junk. And so I think there's, I think that's the simplest way to go is social media. It's also the, the, the loudest and the noisiest because there's a lot of junk out there. And it's a lot of, mm -hmm. even the voices that you want to hear from sometimes have bad content. That's just the way it is. But I think that's the simplest way to go. Apart from that, it context is everything. Like maybe it's, if you're a church-going person, then maybe it's like, okay, so I'm Baptist. What's happening over there in the Anglican world? You know, or the, you know, like, what are they up to? What's going on? How, how do they look at God and spirituality? I, I don't know. But I think being open to that helps you within your context and how you see the world and makes the world a much more beautiful place. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there are so many things that you said that, hit home for sure i mean the first one i when we were in the rv like that was probably one of my favorite things to do was going to meet people at their houses and learning about their background their history like we visited so many different churches like we went to um a lutheran church and then we went to a methodist like from different sides of the spectrum and we just like sat and listened like Yes. I think there's that is a missing art of like just living and being for humans like you know because sometimes one side of the spectrum like we're afraid to listen to what the other people have to say and exactly I'm guilty of that like we, we I, all are we all are that's the yes, problem right yeah. yes I know and I think like this is one of the big things about this podcast or about moving forward with be the change is being able to encourage other teens to say like it's okay that you're just handling this this way like as long as we're pushing forward and admitting whenever we're wrong and like not afraid to humble ourselves and listen to people with different opinions. Like at the end of the day, if we just listen to one another, well, yes. we're able to make tiny changes into a betterment of humanity. Like exactly where it starts. So That's I right. always appreciate having these conversations with people that are able to say like, listen to what I'm saying. Here's where I've gone wrong. Like, it is important that you know this in order for us to like work together we need to be able to do that also yes so yeah i loved what you said about that and especially with purity culture because april is sexual assault awareness month and i recently oh, I wrote a blog that. post about that and about part of my story um of being sexually assaulted as a preteen like mm. these are just things that if we're not open and honest about like part of why I wanted to share that story is because there are a bunch of other teen girls, teen guys who, or just people in general who have experienced that and they need to yeah. know that they're not alone. And the church has done such a horrible job when it comes to having these conversations. Right. Like, so I'm thankful for people like you who are not afraid to talk about this stuff and not afraid to admit where we've gone wrong and how we can move forward into a better conversation, a better world. Like yes. these are all really important conversations to have. So 
yeah, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I'm very. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. good. Like yeah. I, uh, I love having these conversations. This gives me so much life. I love That's it. It's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Um, so next question. Okay. Not only an anti-racism advocate, but also a mental health advocate. So would you mind sharing a little bit of your mental health journey um, with us and where your passion for advocacy in this area came from? Um, yeah, I didn't know I had mental health issues until I started going to, uh, into, uh, therapy. Mm. So I've always known that I've, you know, I, you know, I could be nervous sometimes and I'm, I know I'm a, I'm a sad boy. That's kind of my brand and I liked it. I'm a sad boy. That's mm. who it is. Um, but I never, I was never like suicidal. I was never like, I want to hurt myself. I was, so I was like, ah, everything's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Just keep going. You know? And I was like a. I was, you know, like, a, like a, doing that, you know, Christian music thing, you know, for a while. So I was like, I got God on my side. With God, there is no mental health issues in my life. No, you can be free too. Yeah, I was that jerk. That was me. Stupid fucking phone cuss. Just a freaking moron, right? And so um, I went through um, a spiritual crisis, a deconstruction phase, where I actually was like, I don't think there is a God anymore. And... All of a sudden, all these things I used to sort of cling to um, and, and, you know, self-soothe myself, you know, uh, uh, I didn't have them anymore. And so I had to sort of sit with my, with my own pain, sit with my anxiousness, sit with my depression, kind of like just be there and look at it in the face. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that for a while because at the same time, I was working at a church. <laughs> so I was, I, was, I was a professional Christian. And so I was like, I, I can't afford to let people in on this. Uh, my story and all my friends were part of this this um, this organization's church so i was like uh. mm-hmm. and so as i'm sitting with it as i'm sort of like um giving it space and looking at it in the eye i was like oh wow oh 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 like this is this is more than just i'm having a bad day today there's actually some deep-rooted stuff i need to sort of figure out mm-hmm. um and i also knew that i couldn't continue this charade anymore like my god like this is stupid <laughs> like this is this is the guilt of doing it is actually worse than anything else so um uh as i sort of like began to sort of like you know doing the right thing and telling people and, and you know walking away from the job and all that kind of stuff um and going to therapy i remember my therapist saying yeah so uh i was telling my therapist how i uh i would always feel super nervous even though I, I was very confident in my skills as a musician. Not that I'm not great, but I, I know what I can do. Mm. And so even though I was super confident in my skills as a musician, every single time I walked on stage, I felt like I was having like like a panic attack. Mm. He was like, well, you probably were. Wow. What? what, what? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> like, and that was totally a new thing for me. Like, nah, it's butterflies in my stomach. Yeah, but was it in your stomach or in your chest? Oh, my chest. You might have been. Just because I'm, I'm, I was so anxious. I'm like, I got, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be great. It's got to be awesome. It's got to be da 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 da. And, um, and so my journey through that was kind of like, okay, like I, I'm struggling. Over the years, I've, I've, I have some great you know, ways to kind of cope with it. And that's awesome. That's good. Um, that's kept me sort of, you know, going, you know, each day. And that's great. Um, but, I, but I'm struggling. I'm, you know, this is a, this is a daily struggle. 
And so what was kind of like, my God is the <laughs> kind of stance I used to take. Yeah. You know? um, now I'm just filled with so much empathy and compassion for other people who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, I feel that we need to address this a lot more. Mm-hmm. And at the time, this was about, I don't know, seven years ago now, maybe. So at the time, it wasn't, um, it wasn't really talked about. There was no, like, you know, that bell, let's talk day or whatever it is. Yeah. That, that wasn't around. And um, the stigma was still super, super, super strong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're dealing with that? What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I hate that so much. I really, really hate that. And so I want to, if I can, I want to show support. I want to show care. I want to love. But I also want to let people know that we need to start treating this not as some weird um, what's wrong with you situation. But this is this is serious. And it needs compassion. It needs love. And it needs a, we need to honor it for what it is as, as, yeah. as, as, as. Yeah, as you know, it's a it's mental health. So if mm-hmm. someone's unhealthy, <laughs> we don't shame them for it. Mm-hmm. Let's take the shame out of the equation and just find ways to show more love and compassion. And so that was that was where that journey kind of came from. Um, an eye opening sort of me going, oh wow, I, it's in me. <laughs> like I've been, and now I can look back and say, oh yeah, like I can see how I was, because when I went low, I went low for weeks on end. And I figured that well, it's fine. It's, 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 it's I'm, I'm a super dark guy with the wearing all black all the time, and you know, it's no, it's not your stick, true. It's actually like an issue. So it was that was a very eye opening thing for me, and um, and now hopefully I can help other people open their eyes too. Well, that's awesome. Um, I know my part of my brother's story, I mean, he struggled with depression and suicidal ideation for a while. And I mean, my parents went to our pastor at the time um, to ask for help because he had a counseling background. Mm. And like, he literally was like, you should go to the focus on the family page and seek help there. Like, wouldn't even like sit down and pray with them. Like, wouldn't even spend time with them. Like, and so that was like the first turning point where my parents like there was this realization, like, what are we going to do? I mean, no one in the church, a lot of people in the church, I shouldn't say no one, because we've met a lot more people on the road who have put an emphasis on wanting to have the conversation and wanting to show love and compassion right. and are wanting to end the stigma surrounding this conversation. Yes. But I mean, at first we were really jaded in this area, like in I am still sort of jaded because I met so <laughs> many people who like I've grown up with or people that I've met down here. I mean, we live in freaking Tennessee now, like right. so many different conversations. A lot of it is one way leaning. Um, thankfully we found a church that is very like-minded to us um, people within our community that we love so much, but a lot of it is like that one-sided idea of, Oh, God's on your side. It's totally going to be okay. Like, yeah. it's be okay. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't exactly, exactly. It's so frustrating, but it's something that you hear all the time. And that's the one thing that will shame people. Like it's because you are dealing with this, that you do not have, or because you don't have faith in 
Jesus enough. That's why you're that's it. Exactly. I'm like, I, I hate that because that's not the Jesus that I know. Like that's not the Jesus that I want people to see. Like he is loving, he is compassionate. He will be there for you regardless of where you are. Like, and that's a conversation that so many people don't want to have. Like, yeah. and it's so frustrating. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. Yes. But I mean, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> we could, we could. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, this is also really good for me too, because I mean, with the pandemic, we oh, moved to Chattanooga two weeks before the pandemic. Um, so a lot of it, we didn't know the community very well. We didn't really know anyone. Um, but that was such a low point for so many of us for so many different reasons. Um, and I mean, depression skyrocketed, suicide rates skyrocketed. Like the mental health conversation, I feel like more so now than ever is something that people want to talk about, which is amazing. And it's so amazing to see other people my age, my generation want to have more conversations like this. But a lot of people were asking the question, like, where exactly do we start? Like, how do we exactly have these conversations? Um, people that have grown up in one area of the community or like, within the family unit like they were wanting to say like how do we kind of get outside of ourselves and see that there's so many people that are hurting like how do we have this conversation um but yeah it's been it's been really difficult but at the same time like more people now are wanting to have like the mental health conversation yeah which which is is so good so good yeah yeah and i'm glad that like specifically churches are ready yeah, some churches are ready to sort of enter into that and provide support, like proper support, right. not just like let's let's lay hands on you, brother. Let's pray the demon of depression out of you. Yeah, it, it's super effective. Trust me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like they're actually trying now to like, okay, so how can we best give support and how can we best mm-hmm. walk alongside you? And, I mean, it's so good to see. We still have a long way to go. But it's so good to see that churches are beginning to do that. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm going to be really honest here. Um, yeah. Especially, like, this is one of the things that I've always been nervous about saying. Um, because not many people know this about me. Well, that's not true. A lot of people here now in Chattanooga know this about me. But I feel like now more than ever, I've come to this place where I'm thankful my parents have given me the space to doubt if God's even real. Like my parents have done that. Like, right. That's how it should be. Um, And I love them so much for it, but like, and I know Jesus is very much real. Like he's shown himself here time and time again, but at the same time, it's like, there's a disconnect too, because sometimes I'm afraid to have conversations with people who like aren't followers of Jesus. Um, and say that I'm a Christian because that has a bad connotation to it. Totally. Whether that's in the mental health subject or talking about racism or the LGBTQIA plus community. Like that's right. All yeah. of these things yes. that I'm very passionate about. Um, but that the word Christian has like this attached like negative connotation to it that if you say that people are like automatically going to think you're this way or that you yeah. disagree with them on this and this yes. and this. So I don't know why I felt like I needed to say that, but I feel like there's so many people that understand. Like I've met more people here within like Chattanooga, Tennessee, who believe that exact same thing, who agree with me in that area. Yeah. But 
yeah, that's another whole interesting conversation to have too. Yeah. And maybe one day we should, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, mean, I want to have you on here multiple times. Cause I, you're like, say the word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for it. Yeah. There, there is this, like, I feel that too. Like I don't consider myself a Christian necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Jesus. And yes. I think, I think the way that he has sort of prescribed this way to live is the way to do it. I think it's, he does it right. And he yeah. was an amazing example. And I'm so thankful for who he is and what he's done. Right. Don't get me wrong. But there is something about uh, the Christianity that uh, I was grown up in that I just, I can't be a part of anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and even the way I see God or, or have this vision of God in my head, it took me a long time for me to kind of like get that out, like, to circumcise myself from, from that image of God because um, it wasn't helpful and it wasn't it wasn't who I wanted to believe in. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm trying to create my own God. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, but it just didn't feel, it, it didn't, it felt like it was a lie. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sort of rediscover, I don't know, the divine from myself. And now I can still live out the truth of Christ, but less the baggage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm still working it out and whatever. Yeah. And, and I'll, if, 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 no, I'll stop there. I was going to stop there. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, okay. So the last question I want to ask you that I had down, um, so anyone who knows, like my brother and I, um, in our desire to create music also knows that you're one of the people that we want to work with. Um, so there are a lot of reasons for this. And one of them being you understand our passion to songwrite as a form of advocacy, especially when it comes to amplifying the voices of the oppressed and reminding people they aren't alone in their struggles, all of the hurt that they've experienced. Um, so would you mind talking more about this and sharing your heart for using your music as a way to help others. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, music's just helped me. Like, mm-hmm. like going back to the, the Phoebe Bridgers thing or the Radiohead thing. Like when I, when I'm at my lowest, I put on like some Radiohead. I put on that. The last album, which I can't remember the title of, I remember having one of the worst days of my life last year. It was like early last year, I went out for a winter walk and putting that album on and I felt alive. Mm. I felt like, I felt clear headed. I felt, and you can say, well, it's because you went out for a walk, Drew. Sure. But also the music, I was diving into the music and the lyric and every melody and every beat and every guitar. Music heals. Music's so good for the soul. And so I long to create music that can be that for other people. If I want to create like a place where um, people can feel held in their own frailty and in whatever they're feeling at the moment, I want to create music that will, can heal, that can sort of like bring them out of a, a really crappy mood and hopefully give them a sense of that there's hope and light in the world. I want to create music that can inspire them to do cool things in the world that can move them into action hopefully um and i just want to create music that's good 
which that's harder than the rest of the things, but like, I want to create good music because people respond to just good music. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, it's worked for me. It's helpful for me. And so, yeah, I, I, um, I, uh, I started working on this project a while ago, actually just as I was sort of like in my loss of faith stage, I wanted to create music that people who were in the same boat can sort of relate to and, res- and resonate with. Mm-hmm. And I called the project hymns for the architect. Mm-hmm. And at first it was very, it was supposed to be like very liturgical. I was kind of like, it's going to be lots of prayers and meditations and sc- not scripture, but kind of like, um, like scripture songs, um, stuff around the, 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 the seasons of the church, like Lent and Advent and stuff. It started mm-hmm. in that space. And then I just wanted to create music just for any time. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, put it on. Going out for a walk, put it on. Doing your yoga or your meditations, put it on. You're, you're you know, walking the dog, put it on. You're making dinner. I just wanted like, music just for any moment. Music that can mm-hmm. feel like a warm blanket. It can feel like people can sort of snuggle up to it. Mm-hmm. And in my creation of the music, that itself, just the creation alone, I felt. You know, there's no words. It's all instrumental. That alone was such a healing moment for me. And I was entering into like another extremely dark season, horrible, horrible season in my life. And these songs, even when they're done, I felt like I was receiving healing from my own music, which is so interesting to do, to, to go through that. And so I think, I don't want to say, I don't want to, it's dangerous to kind of put music in a place where it's it's a music supposed to be used for a purpose. That sounds like music for propaganda use. Or I'm not saying that, but I think music can be used for a purpose. I think music can be used and can be created for a purpose beyond just listening, beyond just enjoyment. I think it can be used to inspire, to bring change. It could be, it can move people into action. It can heal people. It can um, hopefully let people feel like seen and heard and found. Mm. Um, I remember listening to, uh, when I was a kid, listening to Nine Snails for the first time. And at my first listen, I was like, this is really evil music. I shouldn't be listening to this. And then... I remember playing it the second time and I was kind of like, oh, yeah. I see myself in his struggles. He just, he's just putting his pain out in, in song, which sounds like it should be a bad thing, but it's really not. Because now I'm like, yeah, I see myself in that same pain too, man. That's my pain too. I now feel seen and heard. I now don't feel so lost anymore. I feel like there's someone else just like me going through the same stuff. I got you, boo. You know? That as that is so important that's so wonderful um and so yeah i mean i don't know if that, if that actually uh um if that actually answers your question but i think um music can do all these things emotionally and spiritually but also hopefully um there's an action piece like this i love music of, the, of a revolution um even when there's not not one happening well there's one happening now but even it's kind of like it's music that can encourage and inspire you to create change within your own context. Uh, like Rage Against the Machine was, was a perfect example of that back in the day. Yeah. Super good, super amazing. And like it, it awakened kids, at least in my mind, to like what was happening in the world. 
Um, and I think about now in the last, especially in the last like year and a half, when you think about like the the, the Black Lives Matter movement, and mm-hmm. even before that, when you think about the the women's movement, some of the songs that just came out from from those spaces, they're kind of like, yeah, like yeah. this this needs to change. What have we been doing all these years? This needs to change. Mm-hmm. Why have we been silent for so long? Why haven't why haven't we heard? Why hasn't anybody heard our voices for so long? Mm-hmm. I think um, I think uh, music has this all this power behind it and when it's used for good oh man it can be awesome yeah that is so awesome i know i was like excited even like an underplay of like how i felt when her won the grammy for i can't breathe that was so well deserved yeah it was it was so well deserved but i mean like it's always so amazing when you know artists aren't afraid to go against the machine and like underscore the importance of talking about these things within their music because like for people like Ray and I I mean we're two white kids who are wanting to write about things that have happened over the last couple years like and we've just started doing it together like we started writing together when we were on the road like that was the first time that Mm we started working on music and everything that's come out of that, like we write stuff about suicide, depression, like his personal story. We wrote stuff about police brutality. Like, and these yeah. are things that we're now just starting to, like because we've educated ourselves in these areas, we're now starting to talk about and learn from um, people in our lives that are talking about these things and advocating for these things, like against these things, you know? So right. I think it is super encouraging when you know that there's a community of people who are wanting to use their music for advocacy and who are wanting to make the world a better place through their art. Like it's amazing. And music's not just, it's just one facet of doing that. Like there's so many other artists who do like paintings and drawings who like, there are other ways to be creative. Art can be used to transform and it breaks barriers and like, which is amazing. Like it's so beautiful to see, but yeah. Yeah, it's funny how art works. How it's just, I mean, I mean, even look. Let's go back. Okay, this is a terrible example, but I'll use it because we talked about it before. Going back to Wandavision, so um, my kids, who are you know crazy little critters, they're just watching because they love Scarlet Witch and they love Vision. They love the Avengers. It's awesome, but they understood the importance of someone working out their grief in a in a in a safe manner. Mm-hmm. And how destructive it can be when they don't do it in a safe manner. Mm-hmm. They caught that. They caught wow. that. It was never really said, no, I never said it to them, but they caught that. And I'm like, mm, the, the, like the yeah. power of art to, to teach, to inspire, to encourage, to move into action is so key. And it's just good. Like, it's so good just to enjoy it and to appreciate it and to like, and to converse about it and to argue about it. And yeah. I think there's so much potential in, 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 in art forms. And so when we can use it for, for a purpose, um, whether it's like mental health advocacy, whether it's anti-racism work, whether like whatever it is, when we can do yeah. it for that. Oh my gosh. What was, was it? Uh, my brain is, is slow right now. Was it um, the baby that did the, the song on the Grammys this year with the cops and everything? Yeah, little baby. Yeah, little baby, not the baby. Okay, yeah. little baby. So that song by Little Baby, Killer Mike and everybody. That, that 
was like one of my favorite Grammy moments of all time because mm-hmm. he captured so well what's been happening over the last year. Yeah. The, the and, and also like the anger and the 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 the, the, the cry out for justice from you know the the BIPOC community like things need to change need to change now. It was so perfectly done and just so. I mean, it was so dramatic. I mean that in a positive way. Just really dramatic and beautiful and poignant and powerful. Mm. I mean, just a song, man. But also, right, <laughs> so much more than that. And so, yeah. I think, yeah, I think like I long to create music. Maybe one day I'll get it right. But I, well, I long to to do music that can move people in ways mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Yeah. There. I mean, there's so much power in not just melodies, but like the words that you write. And I think that's that's always been a huge burden for, I mean, for me as a songwriter, like making sure I know what I want to say and making sure I do it in a way that will show people like, this is messy, but at the same time, like I want to make sure that I'm getting this right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like sometimes you never, you never really get there. Like there's always something that you learn from and there's always something that you're going to hate when you say it. And like, you're constantly learning. But I mean, I think if people see that it's okay to make mistakes in your art, it's okay to make in conversations. Like we're going to show each other grace. And I think that's why it's so important to be humble in these conversations. Like, Say, this is where I got it wrong. I'm sorry. I'm learning from my mistakes. Thank you for showing me grace in this area. Like once people see more people doing that, yeah, like the game's over. Like yeah, that's right. More change will happen faster. And yeah, I'm just I'm thankful for people who are willing to hold conversations that well. Um, like you. I mean, you're someone that does that beautifully, and someone that I look up to in that area too. Like, you know. So it's important that we surround ourselves with people who understand the importance of coming to conversations with love and care um and if we get it wrong then we get it wrong and we will learn from our mistakes like, exactly that's right yeah. that's yeah. right uh well i am just this conversation was beautiful in so many ways <laughs> um i am so thankful that you made time to come on here and share um share so vulnerably and it was i always enjoy talking to you so i'm Likewise. thankful that you you decided to do this thanks for asking me it's yeah it's always good to to chat with you and to see you it's good good to see you again thank you drew so much for coming on and thank you to those listening and we'll see you guys next week on the wonder podcast